Hi, and welcome to The Barn, live from The Barn studio. You got Chad here, and I am joined right now with a special guest online, Mr. Dave Allens from Big Love, a Fleetwood Mac tribute band. Dave, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing, man? Doing really good. Uh, we get to just sit here and talk about one of my favorite things to talk about, which is Fleetwood Mac, right? <laughs> well, music in general, but yeah, I guess we'll narrow it down to Fleetwood Mac for this interview. <laughs> Reason I bring it up, you're coming into our area Friday, June 16th, the Oris Theater in St. Genevieve, Missouri. Big love, a Fleetwood Mac tribute. Doors at 6.30, show at 8 p.m. We're excited to have you in our town. Yeah, it'll be... Uh, we're excited to come, man. Um, it's like a, it's like an annual thing for us now. I think this will be like the fourth time we've been down there. So, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. We always... We love that stage and we love that crowd. Yeah, it's a it's a super neat place. You know, we've got a lot of history there and St. Jen just in in general has a lot of history, especially the downtown area. Uh, so, yeah, we're looking forward to that. We can't wait to see. You. I haven't seen you before, but know that you're a Midwest band. And are you guys from St. Louis? Uh, yeah, we are. Yeah. And I see that you guys play the Midwest quite a bit. I've seen that you hit Kansas and Illinois and and all over. How how active are you guys? How many shows a year or a month do you play? <laughs> uh i don't i don't know i wouldn't know offhand um i'm gonna say maybe 20 you know uh at least probably at least a couple times a month and it's usually st louis proper usually is only like maybe two or three shows a year and then we like hit like all kinds of festival stuff we go up to chicago a few times um and then there's like all these great little towns all up and all, you know, through the whole Midwest corridor that we end up hitting too when they have like their summer festivals. So I would say um, summer's probably a lot heavier than the rest of the year. It takes a special talented musician to be able to recreate songs of Fleetwood Mac and, and other songs as well. Do you guys stay active in other bands? Are you active in other musical pursuits? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Me and the bass player from Big Love also have a, a duo together that we do. We also both play solo. Um, Steve, the guitar player, is in like four different bands. He's actually in Billy the Kid. Uh, he's in the Super Tramp uh, tribute. He's in um, uh, the Elton John tribute here in town, too. Uh, Dogs of Society. Um, Gail does a, a duo with somebody else. Uh, Leah is actually a, a school teacher. She teaches music um, and and puts on like music plays and all kinds of stuff throughout the years with all her with uh, with the school. Daryl is uh, the drummer and he's he's in a couple different bands as well, Rathacon and um, and then we all just pick up stuff too, um, you know here or there where we know whatever. Whatever crosses our path, if it, if it, if it sounds fun and, and we'll make a little money, we usually go do it. How did Big Love come together? Because you, you, you have a lot of band members, obviously. How did that come about, and, and when did you guys start? Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm not even sure how, how long the band's been going now. I think it's, about, it's we're going on 10 years, I think. Wow. Um, I, I didn't get into it until the third year it was up and running, actually. They had uh, a party of the ways with uh, their lead singer at the time who was doing the Lindsay stuff. Um, I had known the guy running the band for, you know, several years from the music scene. And uh, he just 
asked me if I wanted to come over and try it out, see if it was something I wanted to do. And to be completely honest with you, I was like, I, I didn't know, but I, I went over, I learned all the stuff and I went over and um, I, was, I was super excited about playing with those guys because they were such a great, you know, all, I knew all of them individually and uh, had been, you know, already fans of them and friends of some of them. So it was, you know, it was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And then I think once I got in it, then that's when I was like, I really found myself like just deep diving into the Fleetwood Mac catalog and realizing how great it is. What is it about Fleetwood Mac? And I have my opinions on it, not that they matter, but what is it about Fleetwood Mac that makes them so great? Do you think? Uh, Oh, for me, one of the biggest things is vocal arrangement, harmonies, four part harmonies, um, just, and then the way Lindsay just arranges all the music. But I also think, you know, with that band, especially when, I mean, they were always cool. They didn't hit the mainstream success until Lindsay and Stevie got in there. And so I think another big reason for their success is probably, is, is you know, everybody knows all the relationship issues. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing. So it's like, there's it, it like a mystery Kind of like, how did they do that? How did they manage to do that? Um, I think that's an intrigue. But the other thing that I think makes them great, especially for that time period, is that there weren't a lot of women in big rock and roll bands, you know? And Stevie Nicks, like, just kind of took that and ran with it. Christine is a monster in her own right. But, uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think that really kind of, put them out there above everybody else is that they had that mix, you know, of, uh, they had female lead, they had male lead, um, uh, and they could switch on and off and they had all those harmonies. That's, that's what it, it was. That's what I think anyway. What, what's your, what's your theory? Well, I mean, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of, um, how, how the tension in the group seems to come through in the songs and specifically with rumors, right? Cause that's the notorious one where they were all in, yeah. in love and yeah. having sex and fighting sure. and all those things. So just the intensity well, of those songs. But- yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, if, if, if um, it, <laughs> like go through a breakup, and then listen to like the first like two albums with Stevie and, and Lindsay on it, just the regular Fleetwood and then Mac and then the, uh, the uh, um, rumors album. And uh, you'll, you'll just be like, Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be like, this is so relatable. <laughs> oh yeah. As great as they are at writing love songs, their breakup songs, you know, you can go your own way and all those things. And then them, them singing it to each other sometimes on stage. You know, I think, like you said, that was sort of uh, the mystique of like, how could you even do that? Yeah, it had to be amazingly tough. It had to be amazingly tough. Anybody that's, uh, you know, has any leftover emotions after a, a breakup uh, knows that just being in a room with your your ex can be difficult much less trying to put together and an, an album and then go on the road with that yeah uh, I, I don't i have no idea how they did that you mentioned christine and i i saw on your facebook where you guys did an awesome tribute to her when she passed away recently i think you guys were playing delmar hall and and uh you guys did songbird with some pictures playing on behind you know and i know maybe some people would say john but christine is just sort of an unsung hero of fleetwood mac and seemed to kind of keep it together and mick as well but keep it together when things were off the rails sometimes 
I definitely think she was probably a voice of reason, <laughs> you know, right. um, through that. Uh, I think Mick was too, though. Uh, Mick has always been like the dad of the band. There was always some level heads going on, uh, even when things were crazy. I think that helped a lot. Um, and speaking of that tribute, yeah, we, we did that once and it went really well and we were and uh, we were honored to be able to even do something like that for her but uh, we saw the, the the reaction of the crowd and um like and, and leah played the songbird like probably the best i've ever heard her play it um that night it was it was beautiful and we actually do have it recorded thank god but um it, it was just it was it was so moving that we kind of we're just like, that's it. I think that that's it. I don't want to like, nobody wanted to do it again. You know, right. it was just like that. That's, that's it. It was just kind of, it was just, it was a little, I don't know how to explain it. But we were just like, it's not, it wasn't a, it's not disrespect that we didn't want to do it and share it with more people. It was just, it was kind of like, we just were also kind of moved by it that we were like, let's, let's just let that be what it is and uh and move on yeah it seemed like such a touching and moving tribute and uh you know her talents are just just even hard to put into words she's definitely i think the unsung hero if, if there's some, if there's somebody flying under the radar talent wise in that band i think it's going to be her i mean john McVie is also just an amazing bass player but um you know having her being the voice and and writing a lot of those hits, especially later in the career, once I got into the eighties, um, yeah, she she was kind of the unsung hero of the band. You know, with Fleetwood Max and even specifically Stevie Nicks fans, how do you keep them? You know, I mean, they have a ton of hits. How do you keep the set list, you know, good for all the hardcore Fleetwood Mac fans? <laughs> Um, you know, it doesn't matter what we do. Somebody's always going to come up um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to us <laughs> and ask us for something that we weren't planning on playing that night or after we're done and saying, oh, I wish you would have played this or that. And and I, I don't know what to do about that. I mean, so we, you know, when you're scheduled, like, you know, say we're at Oris and, you know, they basically say, OK, well, you're going to play from, you know, eight to ten. Or, you know, some place might say nine to ten thirty and then you've only got so many so much time. It is. It is always like, what are we gonna leave out? You know? Cause we wanna play them all. Um, we'd stand up there every night that we get to play and play all four hours of the, you know, stuff we know. But it's it's just, you know, that's that's not gonna that's not gonna fly with most most venues and stuff under curfew restraints and, and you know, and all the you know, other things that happen to be, uh, you're just not going to get to do that, you know? So we do shake it up quite a bit. So hopefully, you know, people who didn't come and see us, um, or did come and see us last year, if they come back, hopefully they'll get a couple new things and stuff like that. You know, if, if if we're just talking about like the Oris, you know, but that kind of goes for everywhere that we play, we try to look at the set list the last time we were there and then move things around a little bit. You mentioned the vocal harmonies and, you know, they're and in, you know, late 60s, early 70s, late 70s, notorious for 
for three and four part harmonies. What do you guys do and, and how do you do the harmonies uh, of the music of Fleetwood Mac? You know, Lindsay's part. Does somebody else have Stevie's? Do you always take the same, I guess, uh, harmony in the in the song? Uh, we try to. Yeah, we try to. We're, thankfully, we're blessed enough to where not only do we have the visual rep- representation of the band, um, but we have the people, you know, so Lindsay isn't, you know, doesn't sing, you know, uh, Christine's part because that's where Lindsay's uh, vocal range would be. So we're actually blessed in that way to where each person is kind of really close to that vocal range. There's only a couple of songs where we've swapped um, little pieces and we, and we would, you know, uh, also really be careful about listening to it back after we did it and go, well, is that representational, you know, or should, should we just try harder to get it, you know, exactly a hundred percent. Right. Um, so we try to, we try to go with the, does it sound like that? I know there's one thing that we switched. Um, I'm not even going to say where it is that way you don't know, but, um, (laughs) But, you know, we switched it and we were like, because it like fit better in our vocal ranges. And then we listened to it back. We're like, that actually sounds more like the actual album (laughs) than it did before. So, um, yeah, so happy accidents can happen, too. But, yeah, no, we're just, you know, the band's so freaking good. I've been in a lot of bands over the years and I, I can't always say that. So it's kind of nice to be able to say, and I don't like to, to gloat or brag too much either, but you know, I'm not even, I'm not even saying it's me. I'm like the rest of the band is just, they're, they're amazing musicians. What are some, so of, it, it, that, that makes it a lot easier. What are some of the biggest challenges that you face in bringing Fleetwood Mac's music to the stage? Uh, getting six people to a gig. <laughs> right. Logistics. <laughs> Yeah, logistics is always a little bit more so, you know, most bands are usually comprised of uh, three, four or five people. So, you know, six people becomes difficult. I actually I had uh, uh, discussing this a little bit with my buddy Jeff Faulkner, who's in uh, the uh, ELO band up here in St. Louis, who's got like 11 people in his band. And oh, wow. uh, I was just like, Jesus, I'm like, I don't know how you do it, man, because I'm like juggling six people is like is hard enough. But yeah, so I would say, actually, I would say that it's, it's work schedules, it's other band schedules um, and getting all six people, you know, whenever you reached out, um, we were talking on email, I asked you, I said, well, do you want the whole band or <laughs> can you just, you just want to talk to me? Cause I was like, oh man, I was like, maybe I get, I was in my head. I was like, maybe we can get three or four people together. I don't know if we can get all six people together <laughs> yeah. for a radio interview. Yeah. That'd be pretty tough. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, space sometimes is an issue and also we try to be pretty careful about sound because, because, uh, it's so vocal dominant and those harmonies are so important to the sound of it that we really, you know, have to make sure that we have a good, good sound, like the places that we play have good sound and that there's good sound people, engineers that are, you know, able to, you know, make sure the band, what, what we're playing on stage actually gets conveyed out to the audience. So those are always, always very big considerations. We have Dave from Big Love, Fleetwood Mac Tribute. 
Friday, June 16th, Oris Theater in St. Jen, Missouri. Doors are at 6.30, shows at 8 p.m. What's your website, Dave, and where can people find your stuff? Right now, uh, the website is actually being built. So, um, But you can find us on uh, a, a tribute to Fleetwood Mac, Big Love, a tribute to Fleetwood Mac on Facebook. And uh, you can see all kinds of videos and little promos and things we've done and things like that. And you can also catch, you know, uh, sign up, you know, to follow us and, and see where we're playing next. Because you know, maybe you can't come to the St. Jen concert, but, uh, you know, we do play the area quite a bit. So I think we might even be like Crown Valley sometime this summer, I believe. Oh, very cool. Not really sure. So uh, within the area or maybe, hey, maybe they're just coming to town, come up to St. Louis. You know, you never know. Absolutely. The barn will be in the building Friday, June 16th at the Oris Theater in St. Jen, Missouri to catch Big Love, Fleetwood Mac tribute. Dave, we appreciate your time tonight. Well, cool. I appreciate it. And I look forward to meeting you in person. 